Hello everyone, I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com here to talk all about the WWE Day 1 pay-per-view on Saturday night. Yes, it is Sunday, so this is a day after day one show here, talking about all things day one. Obviously a very uh, memorable, controversial, um, bittersweet show, if you will. Obviously lots of stuff going into the show, coming out of the show, and everything in between. We're going to talk all about it uh, across the board here. Before I do, just want to remind you all of this show. Like everything we do here is available on all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. And I guess a bit of a disclaimer. I didn't watch this show until earlier today. I watched it basically two chunks, uh, as, I, as I said, during the Raw and uh, I think it was the NXT Post show. Saturday is one of my few days off, so I was not about to go and uh, drop three hours of my time on a day off watching this show. Unfortunately, I had a lot of it spoiled for me in terms of I saw the headlines about Brock Lesnar winning, about obviously I heard about Roman Reigns testing positive. Got to talk all about that, obviously. Uh, but no, I did, not, I did not see it live. I watched it after the fact. And maybe that was for the best. You know, I, I got a chance to kind of just uh, to watch it, to dig into it, and just kind of, I don't know, to be aware of what happened and then be able to kind of see how, how the show executed it. Lots of comments already pouring in. I appreciate it. Uh, Nick Bathin saying, Brock Lesnar, the New Day killer. We're going to talk all about that. Don't you worry. Bit Milligan saying, good evening, Con. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bit. Thank you for asking. Hope you're doing well, uh, as, as, as well as I am, as, as well as can be considered. And Brian saying, happy New Year. Yes, everyone. It is now officially 2022. It's January 2nd as I record this. So a very happy New Year to you all. Here's to a wonderful New Year in 2022. Obviously, uh, day one, as the name suggests, it's, it's on day one of 2022. Um, I think many many of us, if not all of us, are hoping for, um, I don't want to say a better show, but obviously we didn't, we didn't even get the show we were we were uh, advertised. And we, we had talked all about that on the Raw show, on the XT show. There had to be some uh, safe prediction that like something was going to go wrong, something was going to happen. And unfortunately, I guess I might as well dive right into it. It was at the top of, uh, at the, at the top, literal top of the card, but right before the show, uh, Saturday afternoon, the very unfortunate news broke that Roman Reigns, the reigning Universal Champion, tested positive for COVID, so he'd be un unable to compete in the supposed main event or one of the main events against Brock Lesnar. That was a match that I was very much looking forward to. National already chipping in, saying that COVID still got us in terms of, well, in terms of the show, in terms of the real world, if you will. But you know, we're trying to uh, soldier on as best we can here. But um, Ben Milligan saying overall here, the show was okay. And I, I would agree with, with that general sentiment, but obviously, yeah, that news right off the top, uh, even for me, I, as I didn't watch it live, just knowing, oh, wow, Roman Reigns just, just tested positive. That's so unfortunate in a number of ways for the show itself on Saturday, for the fair assumption that, um, you know, th that there would be something else kind of coming out, coming out of day one, assuming we would see something else with with Brock and Roman, Brian Everett saying that was like, he was looking forward to seeing Roman, as we all were. I think, obviously, Roman is the needle mover, as he says. He's the head of the table. He's the guy that people go to see, whether if, if you're a live fan, if you're watching uh, from the safety of your home. Um, people watch the shows, by and large, I would say, for Roman Reigns, among a, a select few others. So uh, to have him you know, get, get uh, pulled from the show last minute like that, very unfortunate. And now it's a question of what do we do next? Now, obviously, we'll talk about um, the the results of the show, how they pivoted. But overall here for the Roman, Roman Reigns situation, DJ saying WWE should have had Roman relinquish the title to Brock and then have Reigns win the Rumble, get the ball back from Rock at WrestleMania. 
I mean, on paper, that sounds cool. I like the idea. It's just with the COVID situation right now, especially with Roman Reigns, um, as someone that's immunocompromised, you just don't know. Obviously, the the CDC guidelines always changing. The general just uh, narrative or or understanding of the pandemic is always changing. I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate exactly what's going to happen next. I don't know if Roman's going to be out two weeks and then come back. I he he tweeted. You know that he wants to, he's uh, eager to come back as soon as possible but obviously that, that is a big thing to say which is fair of him to, to phrase it like that because possible could mean a number of things possible in terms of when things are under control again possible in terms of when he's not symptomatic or, or even if he's not symptomatic or just when he tests negative again i don't know nobody you know sitting on the outside nobody here knows um what that's going to look like but if i had to guess I, I don't know. I, I, I hope he's back in time for the, for the Royal Rumble. That is just later this month. We're here at the very, uh, the onset of, of January. The Rumble is the very uh, end of January. So uh, the, the idea about him coming back for the Rumble, I think that's a fair prediction. If that means he's back the week before the Rumble, if he comes back after, I just, I just don't know. But obviously, Nasha, as we all are, is saying she's worried about Roman given those annoying health issues. And I, I said about Seth Rollins last week, you know, if I if you're someone in that position, if someone has kids, that has a family, you have to wonder. You know, even if um, obviously there's the money and there's the performance and everything, why? You know, he, he could easily make that decision of I'm just gonna wait it out and be safe and protect my family. So I don't know. And uh, obviously, he has every right to make that decision. Uh, that's best for him and his family, whatever it might be. And that's no no one has the right to really judge anyone in that position. So uh, wh whatever does happen. I want the very best for Roman as a fan. I've been a big, big fan of his. I've made it no secret of that. Um, but kind of on the flip side, Nesha, we talked about this as well uh, on the Raw show, saying she was surprised that Seth was there. Obviously, obviously Seth had tested positive. Um, I think that was, what, last Sunday? So definitely a, a quick turnaround. We talked about that. I said the same thing about Seth. I was like, he could make that decision saying, I've got a family. I've got a baby at home. So maybe he could decide to say, okay, I'm going to sit it out and, and wait. But no, Seth was there, so I'm assuming, uh, at least in theory, he tested positive and he was good to go. And I think the show was better for it in that sense. We had a great main event, uh, maybe maybe other than the finish there. We'll talk about that. Don't you worry. Um, but yes, all like with all these things, with Brian Everett saying health does come first. Uh, he's saying if he's in Roman's shoes, I would I would agree from for myself uh, for myself personally. Um, it's just it's really unfortunate across the board here. We've seen uh, this this surge effect raw last week now it affected day one i guess silver lining this was the only like clear way the day one was affected specifically that i can that i can really see in terms of someone someone being advertised and not being able to make it but definitely uh, obviously uh, disappointing that it was that it was roman that it was the main event i've been saying every time we talk about it been a big fan of of the roman and brock storyline been a big fan of what they've been doing been a, i was hope, hopeful and excited about what would happen next and now again, I, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to be back again two weeks from now. If he's back for the Rumble, obviously this is now officially the Red WrestleMania. So you know it, it is that time that you would want your your main eventers, your world champions, to be on every show, to building up building up these big matches. Uh, and that's just saying, Roman's my man crush. No, Zack Ryder has that distinction, but uh, Roman definitely big fan of his. You know, I just he's I've really enjoyed the run he's on. I enjoy SmackDown a hell of a lot more with him on it. And again, I guess 
the fact this happened to him, it is, I would say it's probably the most disappointing. Um, again, other than like a small story with some other people, if it's happened to some of the other, like, you know, the main event talents, it'd be disappointing no matter what. But no, I, I do really like Roman. I do really like the main event, uh, the run he's been on. So it is disappointing. I hope that he's back as soon as possible, as soon as he's comfortable with whatever it might be. DJ saying that Roman, you know, he's he's, over, he's conquered many other things. He's conquered. He did have cancer. He came back from that. I, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Um, I don't know. So very much hoping the best for him. Next, I'll ask about John. John uh, went to the, I think it was the Penn State or the, the I think it was the Outback Bowl in Florida. I forget which exact one uh, in Florida. That was yesterday. I think he was traveling today, so he couldn't make it. But I want to make sure that I hopped on and did a show, given, given this, uh, the Roman stuff, the Brock, the Brock Lesnar stuff, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, but obviously the, the, the schedules didn't quite line up. I want to make sure that I did a day one show uh, specifically before the Raw show tomorrow because it, it, it's worthwhile all on its own. Um, but with all that being said, we might as well just dive right off into the, the, the big story of the show here on the Roman Reigns because it naturally feeds into the fact that as soon as Roman Reigns announced he tested positive, uh, they, the WWE quickly announced that uh, kind of as in, in response to that, Brock Lesnar would be entered into the WWE Championship at that point, the Fatal 4-Way, then uh, subsequently a Fatal 5-Way match. Now, if you're a skeptic, which WWE has probably turned many of you into, myself mostly included, uh, you would probably see that news and think, oh no, they're going to put the title on Brock Lesnar. And yet there was also a part of me that was like, okay, it's a Fatal 5-Way match, first fall to finish, so... You know, have have someone pin someone else. Brock doesn't get pinned, and it's very easy to say, okay, we're gonna roll on with the Roman the Roman Reigns stuff, or do something else, uh, and whatever happens next, what happens next. Um, but no, no, no. Brock Lesnar won, um, and and uh, I've had time to think about this. I'm not upset that Brock Lesnar won, and not like on paper. Uh, in terms of the, the specific situation on its own, I'm not upset about that. And that's just saying right away here early in the show that Ke- Kevin Owens should have won. We talked talk about that on the Raw show. Um, yeah, I think that would have been very interesting. Probably of the options, the most unpredictable. I thought it was a very fun match. I thought, you know, Brock entering it added even more unpredictability. I thought that everyone looked great. I thought everyone got a chance to shine. I thought the match told a great story. This is the kind of match... I would have loved when I was like like a little kid or first getting into it. It's you've got like these top five stars in the same match. Like I used to play the WWE video games all the time. This is the kind of stuff I would have just loved to play. You know, in terms of just having uh, the the, the biggest the, or for for the action figures, the biggest like action figures in your box, the biggest stars. Just play with them, see what happens. Um, and that's kind of like <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what they did here. It's like okay, we've got Brock Lesnar now. Uh, Roman Roman can't go, so. You know, yeah, let's put him in this match. So, like on paper, it's a lot. It was that that alone was very fun. I think the match delivered. I thought it was a great main event. A little short in terms of I thought the match uh, was you know a little short short change in that sense. It's like if you're gonna have this epic fatal five way match, I would hope for something a little longer. You know, really just kind of build it up a little bit. And there was there were several near falls. There were several cool sequences. Lesnar got speared through the barricade by Lashley. There was one sequence where Lesnar just f five to everybody. And then he got speared by Lashley. But when, when he was F5 everybody, I thought, oh, they're just going to have him win like that. But no, the match went on. Got several things of storytelling. Uh, Owens and Rollins working together, as we've seen them doing recently. So I like that uh, continuity. Um, just it was, it was a lot of fun. I like that. And then, I, I again, I had a spoil. But I knew Lesnar was going to win. So at that point, I was like, okay, how's it going to happen? And we're going back and forth. And they finally, finally F5's biggie. That's the problem to me. All right. Again, it's a fatal five-way. 
got four other people. Couldn't you have pinned Seth Rollins? Even Kevin Owens? Guys have taken many pins, even lately on Raw. I would understand wanting to protect Bobby Lashley, a guy that's been built up as a powerhouse. I'd understand. Um, and again, Brock won, so you have four other options. It just why would you pin Biggie in this case? Like, and to me, the, the there's that side, but and also, again, Reigns test positive on Saturday, so they have to kind of do a, a last minute drastic rewrite of the plans for for Reigns and Lesnar, and they opted to put him, put Lesnar in this match. So that means that Biggie's historic, wonderful, amazing WWE Championship uh, reign ends at the drop of a hat just because they they wanted to to put Brock in this position like I struggle to think that this is going to really benefit Biggie moving forward you know it, it was very clear based on what happened at the end of the match well Lesnar pins Biggie and then he has a very um they, they literally zoomed in on it a stare down with Bobby Lashley and that's great like we've been talking about it for a while they should completely roll with Lesnar and Lashley that's the match everyone wants to see Talking about all about WrestleMania, I think that's one of the few big dream matches they've got left. Do that, great, cool. I think a lot of people like to say that. I think that'd be great. Did they have to pin Biggie to do that? No, because now I think you know what's next for Biggie is a, I would assume he'll get a, a rematch. He's gonna lose that. Like I don't, I don't or it's just frustrating because you don't trust them to do right by Biggie in this case because uh, instantly. Many people jump to the fact that we saw this play out with Kofi Kingston. Brock Lesnar comes in, beats Kofi Kingston off of Kofi Mania in the several-month reign, beats Kofi in, what was it, like eight seconds? You know, and someone mentioned it earlier on the show, Brock Lesnar, the, the New Day killer, comes in, he beats people that the fans really liked, that really rallied behind. Biggie was pretty easily, like, he established himself as the top babyface on Raw. Brock comes in, again, at the, the drop of the hat, just because Reigns tested positive like that and they opted to pivot in this way, it's 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 definitely fair to criticize. Like anyone that's out there on Twitter, like really upset about this, I think you're entirely valid in that. I'm upset about it as well. Um, and Brian agreeing with what I'm saying. Brian, he's saying Biggie didn't have to take the pin. He got, he got beat like that. Feels bad for him. It's rough. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're th- if you're thinking in Biggie's shoes, you're out there going to the show on Saturday. Like gonna be a great show. Couple hours before the show, you get you, you get handed the the notice. Oh, you're going to be losing the title tonight um, because this is the situation we're in now. It, it sucks. It sucks as a fan. I feel bad for him as a performer, someone that as I thought has been doing so well. And now, the, obviously, the question of what happens next. Um, Team Chambers saying we could see a triple threat match uh, with Brock, Big, and Lashley at the Rumble, or Brock and Lashley one on one at the Rumble. Um, I really have to think that. Worst case, if Roman isn't back like soon, that they're going to want uh, Brock and Bobby Lashley to be the big WrestleMania match. Could that mean we get that triple threat match? Maybe. Or could that mean they're going to really want to try and build it up more longer term? Also possible. Uh, basically, WWE likes to be very, um, very blatant. So the fact we got that stare down right after the match there, I you don't really trust them to, to draw it out like that. So I think maybe we could get the Royal Rumble. Uh, but then you do have to wonder about WrestleMania, and then Steve Chambers saying it'd be cool if uh, if Biggie goes on to win the Rumble, maybe and maybe uh, in a perfect world, maybe he goes on to beat Biggie. Uh, he goes on to beat Roman Reigns anyway. I think that's cool. I want I, I want to see that see that last year, so that'd be kind of a fun. Um, I don't know. Not, I guess kind of a full circle kind of thing because I always thought he would beat Roman, so I guess that'd be a very solid consolation prize for losing the title here, but. 
Yeah, I mean, Nestor asking, you have to wonder what would have happened if Brock didn't get added, if, if the card happened as advertised. I think that's a fun what-if game to play. And um, I thought, you know, that I we talked about on the Raw show, I thought Owens had a good chance. Rollins, maybe. I still thought Biggie could have uh, won the match. Mark Williams saying he thought Biggie was going to lose regardless. I think that's valid. John talked about it a lot on the Raw show. For a couple weeks now, he thought there's, you know, at some point on the way to WrestleMania, Biggie would lose um, at some point before then, that he wouldn't go into WrestleMania with the title. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some, some valid, uh, you know, some, some valid thinking there. But, um, man, I just, I don't know. And now, again, we sit here in a position where you, you don't know what's going to happen next. Brian Everett saying maybe you could see, um, you know, a winner take all kind of thing, you know, champion versus champion at WrestleMania. I think that's one option. I think, you know, if anything, we've talked about it, I've been talking about it for months now. If anything, they should unify the tag titles. Um, definitely the mid card titles. I don't think you need two of those at this point, based on the way they're, they're being used. I don't, I think they're just fine having two world titles. I think that'd be risky to, 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 uh, so to unify them because then you know you don't have that depth there. Um, <laughs> Jason, Jason Michael Campbell saying, Haven't seen you since last year. Yes, hello, happy 2022. Uh, here we are talking about day one, which was the first day of the new year yesterday. But uh, another comment from DJ saying, Saw a report about the Rumbles being in jeopardy due to the COVID outbreak and possibly the, the releases uh, that we've seen over the last year. I mean, they have enough people. Um, they can easily get 30 people across Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, both for um, the men's and the women's division, division especially. I think um, they've done 20 women uh, rumbles in the past, so I'm not worried about that. Um, if they were worried about that, I don't think they would have released all the people they did. But I haven't, I haven't heard that myself, so I, I can't speak to the validity of that. But that's one. But hey, we know one person that will be in the Rumble, Johnny Knoxville. So there you go. And that's just saying the yeah, other surprise entries. Johnny, Johnny Knoxville is one of them. That was one thing I didn't expect to get announced yesterday, but yeah, that's fine. You know, celebrity uh, involvement, and all that. Not exactly for me, but you know, it's cool. It'll, it'll get some headlines and some buzz, I guess. Yeah, they've got a new movie coming out, so it's fine. At this, at this point, you just kind of roll with it and be like, all right, that's not like, he's obviously not going to win. It's like, it's whatever. Uh, it's not like it's like it's the first time they're they're doing something like that. So whatever, I don't really have any. It's weird. Like I don't, I don't love it, but it's it's whatever. Uh, I think he's the number one entrant. Could be get him out of there quickly. Whatever. Um, got to see what happens to that one. The Rumble is uh, national point out uh, several minutes ago. The Rumble is another Saturday pay per view. We're rolling into 2022. Several Saturday pay per views. So um, definitely going to be doing things differently here in that sense. So. Um, I mean, for me, again, I said it's on the show, I don't work on Saturdays. I might have to change my schedule to accommodate all these Saturday reviews. I don't know. But for now, uh, this might be the only way of doing things. Because there, there will be some Saturdays and some Sunday shows. But we'll figure it out as we go here. Day one was Saturday, so that's why we're here to talk about it. Uh, Nessa's saying the Rumble's her favorite pay-per-view. I would agree. Um, I, I always love the Rumble. Um, it's it's the real kind of the, the Kickstarter to the, to the road to WrestleMania. Um, I, I hope that it will be... You know, as special as we hope it is, it's, it's the Rumble. It's, it's, I think that one has maintained its status as, as one of the big four shows. So, so I'm serious, not so much, but I think the Rumble itself it itself got the Rumble matches as we saw last year. Bianca Belair and, um, and Edge obviously winning. So, you know, that's it's cool. It's, 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 it's a historic match on, on all accounts. So, 
here's here's hoping that the rumble will be fun this year but we're talking about day one day one to kick off the uh the raw the, the road to WrestleMania in that sense officially even though the rumble traditionally does that I didn't talk about the, the kickoff match. Honestly, I didn't watch this match. They announced, uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday, that Cesaro and Ricochet would be facing Ridge Holland and Sheamus um, on the kickoff show. Now, I didn't really see much about the, ma- the match other than the fact that Ridge Holland broke his nose. And thankfully, they replayed that. that um, they replayed the, the, the way he broke his nose and the end of the match during the actual show. So I saw that. What do I think about them teaming? I mean, I love Cesaro. I love Ricochet. I don't think they make any sense together. It's not like I look at them and be like, oh, yes, that that makes sense. No, no, that's very much a thrown-together team. Um, I say it all the time. I, I want much better for both guys. Yet again, that's that's good for them in terms of, um, hey, they won this match. So sitting here tonight, I'm like, hey, they won a match. Maybe they'll be doing good things. Maybe they'll be chasing the tag titles, even unsuccessfully. At least they're on TV. They're both great. They're both great. And actually, they didn't win this match. I'm sorry. I misspoke. They did not win this match. Sheamus beat them in what turned out to be a handicap match. Because after Rajan broke his nose, he was pretty much uh, removed from the match. Um, And yeah, this was nasty. I heard about it. Um, Again, I watched the show live. I heard about it. People were saying there's a lot of blood. I was like, oh, geez. So I, I didn't see that. That when they showed it on the on the the, the show itself, they just showed a ricochet's like boot hitting Holland. I, I'll have to look it up after the show here. Um, pretty nasty from the, from all sounds of it. Uh, DJ saying they posted the broken nose injury on Twitter. Ish. <laughs> I think that's the best way to describe it. Ish. And Brian saying it looked ugly for Holland there. Hope he's okay. Holland, I think tweeted about it. I think as far as I could tell, he's okay. Um, thankfully, it's broken nose. It's fairly. It's 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 serious in terms of like it's not. You know, like a paper cut, but it's a broken nose, right? I think I think he'll be all right. Uh, as for the team here, Stephen Chambers thinks his arm ricochet are both great talents, but he does not like the direction they're going with them. And yes, that's the thing here. That is what I'm saying. Of like, they're both great, and in one way, it's cool to see them together. But in another way, it's like they're both they could both be doing so much more. So I think that's the the, the disappointment there. So um, yeah, and especially they lost. So that's that's not a good look either. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I talked about the main event here. Very upset for in the sense that I love Biggie's title reign. I I thought he was doing great. I thought um, I disagreed. Well, John, I talked about it for a couple weeks now. It's like I thought he should kind of get that spot of going to WrestleMania as champion. He's been doing very well. Someone commented a couple minutes ago that they thought Biggie has been doing a great job as a champion. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, uh, the one comment was saying, yes, Mark Williams saying that uh, Biggie wasn't doing good as champion. Crowds are down, so he gets why they're putting it on Brock. I mean. Uh, this is Mark. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm disagreeing with the general thought about you know judging a champion about based on uh, you know the gates and the rev- the revenues and everything. For me, you know, like especially right now, it's a pandemic, and yes, things were better for a while. Biggie won the title in September, so call it. He got a little over two months, maybe like two and a half, with kind of a, so relative normalcy. In terms of the, the crowds being back, things being "quote unquote" normal, uh, at least as normal as they could be, but then you know, hit, December hits and the numbers start spiking again. Many people, you know, or at least a, a solid amount of people, probably thought, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go to the shows as much," or this, that, the other thing. Um, so I don't think it's fair to blame Biggie for that. I and for pretty much. Most of the time, if a champion doesn't have a good reign, my first instinct is look at the creative, look at the storylines. This man feuded with Dolph Ziggler for a little bit. 
he feud and then all that stuff. He got the Drew McIntyre, Ken the Ken, they coexist thing. I like their, their feud kind of, uh, and the match, especially going to crown jewel. But then he had this like tangential feud with, um, with Roman and, and the new day stuff heading into survivor series. So like, he never really got that chance to have a good reign. So I, I just, I don't think that was fair. Um, so as great as his, his win was, he kind of feuded Bobby Lashley as well. As great as his win was, I don't think he really got that fair chance to really have a good reign. And I think he made the best of it that he could. His promos were great. I thought he did great work. I thought he, he represented the company very well. Biggie's great. I want better for him. Steven's saying he hopes that Biggie gets a rematch. I hope so too. Um, but again, if he gets a rematch, it's Brock Lesnar. I don't think he's going to win. I think the, the point of this, someone commented earlier saying that Brock's probably going to put over uh, Roman WrestleMania. At this point, my bet, if I had to really predict, would be that Brock will be facing and losing to uh, uh, Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Roman, if he's good to go, uh, feels like the more likely option because that was, they were already feuding uh, heading into day one. That was the plan. Now they've had to pivot into something else. Um what that is, I'm not quite sure. Brock did say he thanked his advocate, Paul Heyman, for getting him into the, the WWE title match. So still kind of stirring the pot there of like something's going on with Brock and Paul and Roman. like, And we're, we're yet to see exactly what that is. And so that remains very interesting to me. So I'm hopeful we'll still get that payoff. But for now, you know, it's Sunday now. I would just, There's every reason to assume that Brock will be on Raw tomorrow and we'll be rolling with Brock as a champion. But... Yeah, 100% Brian saying Biggie needs better booking and that's just saying he deserves a rematch. Again, he deserves a rematch, but if he's if he loses it, like that almost hurts him more. So I don't even know like what 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 should, what should do with him coming out of this, but he deserves better. That much I agree with. But let's roll on some other stuff. I could talk about all this stuff uh for much longer here. But and okay, one last thought was that Steven saying, yes, Brock, in theory, will help her all with the ratings. That is good, and that is probably one reason why when they had the situation of Roman can't go. We need to figure out what to do. Let's put the title on Brock. That will help, should help raw ratings. Brock is a draw. But then you wonder about SmackDown, right? If if Roman isn't good to go, does that mean Brock will be on both shows? Why would he be on SmackDown if he's on Raw? I don't know. But yeah, and again, part of the problem here is you know, this stuff is ongoing. We don't we don't know who will be on Raw because, because of the COVID situation. If someone who else has positive, you just don't know. We're very much in this just like wait and see mode of like pretty much day to day of like who's going to be on any given show, how that's going to affect the plans. Cause again, heading to day one, the plan was Brock and Roman that didn't happen. And we've got to just kind of uh, roll with the punches like that. So that is very much where we are, where we are right now. And we're hoping to see um, that make the most of it and make them make the best, but the best of it as they can. And I think what happens at the rumble will, will be very telling, but that is several weeks away. We're here in the here and now I'm here now to talk about Liv Morgan. DJ is asking Liv Morgan. Do I think the dream is over? Or do I see the storyline continuing? Well, you know, folks, I have talked about it for several weeks now. I'm a big fan of Morgan. I'm a big fan of Becky Lynch. But this storyline has not been doing it for me. The promos feel forced. Um, just And they, they had the one, the gimmick of like of Liv attacking Becky at the training facility. Like something about just not, not really working. That's, I don't know. You know, the promo is so forced again. It's not. It's not the talent. It's the creative. Just the way what they're having her say. Um, so, but and they, again, every time that they re, they replay the video package for this match, I'm like, this is really hasn't been a great feud here. Uh, heading into this match, a lot of people were predicting that Liv could win because that that underdog kind of thing. Uh, you know, I thought I thought it was a good match. I thought she looked great. I thought you know it was a good match for Becky. 
did I really think Liv was going to win this match? No. Uh, John, I've talked about it a couple times here on the Raw show. I, If anything, I think Liv will maybe win the Rumble, and if they really want to try and, like, to push her that way, to, to kind of build her up in, enough so that by the time we get to WrestleMania, they'll finally be able to do that. But something about this hasn't worked for me. I think they really have to kind of reassess how they're booking her character, how they're writing the promos. Um, yeah, I'll, I just I don't think it's quite working so far. Uh, Brian saying he was he was pushing for Liv, thought she improved mightily. Liv has improved uh, in the ring. I think I think she's gotten better in her promos, but I mean I still think they're not where they quite should be. And I'm I'm not trying to knock her again. It's more so when you're handed less than ideal material. I think that's the, the that's hard to overcome for anybody. And I think we've seen that with someone like Ricochet, someone like I mean Liv Morgan here. Um, if you're like a, a, a world class talent on a mic, you can make anything work. If you're not like a a, a, you know, again, a world class performer on the microphone, you, you're gonna probably struggle to really um, to make the most of these promos that they give you. So I think we, you see that from time to time, especially, or I should say, probably far too often in, in WWE. So you know, I think Morgan has suffered from that in that sense. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. I didn't really think that there was any chance Liv would win this one. As if there's rematch at Royal Rumble, maybe. But if I had to predict, it's probably. Uh, would more so think that she might win the Rumble or or it might be more of a long-term project here. Uh, although this run that she's had so far has been more beneficial in terms of just getting her in that spotlight. Obviously, I, I, talk, I think I said, said this like two weeks ago, and now now especially, um, not trying to make light of it, but the, the, the run that Liv has had here has much more benefited her, whereas Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair, Tony Storm lost decisively, didn't really get... Uh, treated as a serious threat in the match, and then she requested her release, so she's gone. Whereas with Morgan, something all, all goes well, she'll be on Raw, she'll be set up to, uh, you know, to be maybe at that second secondary level of not not a main eventer, but something a little little step below that. I think that, I think that's a very good silver lining. So you know, again, if that's the Rumble or maybe a little further down the road, I think regardless, she is she won in the sense that I think she's like, proved herself and. Um, her her time may be coming sooner rather, sooner uh, than it may have otherwise. So I think that's a very good thing. I didn't talk about this because we didn't do the SmackDown show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very disappointing that Tony Storm, not just saying quit, she requests a release. I don't blame her at all. And the the credit for for that storyline, uh, well, sorry, Flair was not great. Uh, with a storyline based around pieing each other in the face and with Tony Tony not getting. Um, I mean, I, I don't think she got really treated like a serious contender to Charlotte. Felt like they were kind of biding their time. I think anybody in that situation will be frustrated. And, you know, especially right now, you've got other options. You've got AEW. You've got a, a booming world of wrestling uh, otherwise. So if you, if like, if you're not happy and if you, if you're like, if you're that unhappy, I mean, why not just like say, hey, it's not working. And especially the, the reports after the fact broke that. WWE logically said, okay, we've released almost, what, like 100 people last year. We can't deny her request for release because, what would that say like in terms of the way we're doing things? So if someone doesn't want to be here and we reject that, but then we willingly uh, or we just randomly and, and uh, free willy cut people uh, and, and waves. So I think they made, they made the right call there. It's a shame that it didn't work out with her. I think she deserved a lot better. I think she's very talented. I think she's going to be fine wherever she goes. She's she's wrestled over the world. There's surely a place for an AW or elsewhere. Um, so I think that'll be just fine. So, and I was just saying that she sees it as quitting as she would. She did have a match, I think, 
if I remember correctly, she was released on Wednesday, or maybe maybe Tuesday, and whatever it was the, the day before that. Uh, she had a she was challenging for the SmackDown title at a house show, and just decided she had enough. You can say that's quitting. I think that's you know I I, I don't know if I agree. It's more I would maybe more so that you reach that breaking point of like this isn't working. I'm gonna do something else, and. You know, I, I, for me, at least, I, I respect the decision and wish her the best in that regard. So, but again, the, the contrast of Liv Morgan being set up to succeed, whereas uh, Tony Storm, you know, it felt like kind of like doom from the beginning in that sense. So, you know, here's hoping Liv Morgan, um, you know, that, that it gets better from here on out. I think this first kind of stretch has been beneficial, but not perfect. And I think, and, and many people hope that uh, should she will get that payoff, but otherwise, you know, Again, worst case, she's she's been on TV. She's been feuding with the Roman champion, and she's benefited benefited from it. So I can't knock her on that one. And here's hoping that she'll do better do better from here on out. So we had uh, two big tag title matches here on the show at day one. Both of them were very very good. The Usos and the New Day kicked off the the, the proper show. I thought this was very good. Um, Usain, Usos and the New Day's odd history. They're both great. They're going to give you a great match every time. That's definitely the case here. Several good near falls. The Usos hit the Uso splash. The New, New Day had a couple good near falls. Um, these two have been feuding for quite a while on SmackDown. So, uh, and I think the, the New Day beat the Usos a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Um, you know, I this is one that I didn't really think the New Day would win, especially I guess in a way, especially because the the with Roman being out, I was like, I guess they they want would want to have the bloodline have somebody win on on Saturday. So I think that made sense. Keep, keep the bloodline strong. A lot of you have already uh, complimented this match. Steven saying it was a great match. Brian Everett saying uh, they tore the house down. Yeah, this was a very good match. Like, it's always good to start off uh, a paper. Uh, they're, uh, sidebar, they're not saying pay per views anymore. They're saying premiere live events. So, that is a new thing for 2022. They're premiere live events, not pay per views anymore because they are on, they're on Peacock now. So, I think that makes sense. But no, uh, the New Day and Usos never disappoint. That's just saying it was a great match. Um, it was very cool seeing them. Uh, the Usos won the match with the 3D, a tribute to the Dudleys. Pat McAfee calling it the 1D because they're the they say it since day one. Um, very fun match, very good match. They won clean, you know, no, 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 no fans or butts. Um, can't really say anything else. Like a lot of these times, like when the wrestling is great, and you know, especially on the pay views themselves, the wrestling is great. I didn't have a problem with the feud. You know, Kofi missed some time, he was on, he was on uh, paternity leave, comes back. Get this title match. Can't complain. Good match. Um, I think we're, think we're, we're ready to move on. I, I think, you know, SmackDown's got other teams. you got the Viking Raiders. Um, if they want to build up Shinsuke and Rick Boogs, even, you know, Los, Los Lotharios. They don't have a lot of depth, but I do think they have some some other teams that could challenge Usos here and there. Um, but again, that's why I said earlier, they should probably unify the title at some point. But, uh, you know, good for the good for the, 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 the new to hear. The one thing I, I will say... You know, and it's actually no. I, I think Kofi got pinned in this one, if I'm not mistaken. Might be wrong in that one. Um, not quite sure off my head, but no. Uh, I, if Woods got pinned, I, uh, I, I feel like he got pinned. I'm not sure. These things blur together. I think um, if Woods did get pinned, that's not good because he, he's the king. He shouldn't pin the king because um, you know you should kind of like protect the value of that and be like, okay, whoever beats the king would benefit from that. And maybe that's good for the Usos, but like to me, just being being kind of old school. You know, that means something so you shouldn't pin the, the king willy-nilly um but that's a very small thing i thought it was a very good match uh and i, I liked it a lot new human jay saying it was a fantastic match um and it was it was very good to start the show uh, usos retain 
heading into the Royal Rumble season here. So good for them. Curious to see what happens with them. Uh, kind of on, a, on that note, Jason Michael Campbell, wondering if we're going to see them split up. But, or sorry, if they're going to split up the New Day, like the Rockers or any number of other teams. I mean, I hope not. Over on Raw, you've literally got three teams that they're, they're either splitting up, teasing splitting up, or reportedly splitting up with RK-Bro, Styles, and uh, and Omos, and also the uh, the Mysterios all reported, reported to break up at some point soon. I don't think we need to carry that over to SmackDown. Like, People always want to say, oh, let's break up the New Day. No, the New Day is the New Day. The New Day are friends. They're friends for life. It's like em- embrace the power of friendship. Have them be friends. Friendship is wonderful. And just, you know, do that. Like, they don't have to, you don't have to split up every single team. If they reach a point where it gets stale, have Woods, you know, go off on, on a singles thing. Have Kofi go back to being a singles guy. But you don't, they don't have to break up and like feud with each other. That like, WWE usually does that. The, the New Day can and should be. One of the few exceptions, like they're friends, friends for life, no matter what. Biggie went off; to, he's doing his thing overall. They're still friends. They they didn't turn on him, vice versa. Like friendship over friendship conquers all. I think that's a beautiful thing. So, but on the flip side, not to contradict myself, but on the raw side of things, Nesh Curse uh, pointing out, yes, RK Bro, they won their match. The RK Bro defended against the Street Profits. Very very good match. Um, Migos, the special the musical guest here, accompanied RK Bro to the ring. It's fine. Good for that pop culture buzz there. Uh, very good match. Archibro and Street Profits, very, very good. Um, I say it pretty much every week. Big fan of Montez Ford. I think he's great. Street, uh, the Street Profits are great. I like him a lot. Um, this was very, very good. Archibro wins. And that's just think she's surprised. I mean, again, I think that right now, uh, we're sitting here, it's literally January 2nd. At the earliest, I would expect the first real sign of a split or clear, clear tension between Archibro to be at the Rumble. I think that writes itself where maybe maybe that'll be the first like big big like kind of uh, fracture it's like okay maybe it's the rumble and uh riddle accidentally eliminates randy orton and that kind of sets it off there um and then and then that will lead to wrestlemania match I, I have to think that's what they're gonna do it makes too much sense not to so you know i just feel like that writes itself they really should do it i hope they do it i think it'd be good it'd be a good feud a good match WrestleMania, a good just good all around. I hope they do that. So I Nesha, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I wasn't surprised that they won. And I, I would be surprised if they did like split up everything last night. Um, especially I mean, yeah, it, it's a street profits, so they, they could have easily won. It's like they would have been like clear underdog. Um, Nesha saying the street profits would be would be a good team to take the belts. Oh, I would agree, and I, I in a way I want them to. And they, they still could if they get a rematch uh, later later in the month. Maybe one, maybe when we, when we see those um, those those tensions start to unfold, um, I think we can see that. I think they're probably the leading contenders at this point. Uh, we saw HN almost break up. Otherwise, they've got the Mysterios, who are supposedly also going to break up. The Dirty Dogs, been there, done that, and uh, Alpha Academy, which could happen. They've been feeling Bro as well. Um, so I think anyone would be got good options. So just because the the Street Profits lost here, I think they could easily win a rematch at some point, especially with some maybe, maybe some of those tension tensions that we're talking about here. Uh, very fun uh, finish of the match. It was like a pop up RKO. That's what Human Human is saying. The RKO of Riddle, like with the layup, was amazing for the win. Very cool spot. The RK bro, uh, sorry RKO is one of the one of the very best finishers in all of wrestling. I will not hear otherwise. Uh, it's, it's, there's so many cool ways you can hit it, and Randy Randy continues to. So, props him for there for that one. Montez Ford, the man just gets air, whatever he does. If it's if it's the frog splash or this little like pop up thing, um, it's it's great. 
great match here. Brian Everett saying it was very, really good. I would agree. Again, you know, we had the, the, the Usos match was great. We had the Archibro match was very good as well. Um, yeah, yeah, again, I can't complain with this. The, this one was much less of a feud. We had the, the Street Pilots one last week, and then that was last Monday. It's not even last week, last Monday. And riding into Saturday, not much of a feud, more of just like a top team versus champions. Produced a good match. Can't complain. And Brian, Brian, we talk about this all the time on the Raw show. Yes, Montez Ford needs to be a single star. So talented. Looks like a superstar. So good in the ring. The man does superhuman things. He just flies around. He's got the look. He's got amazing charisma. He's I just top notch. I think he's great. Um, so you know, I think maybe they've got like one more run as the tag team champions right now, and then maybe maybe they could start to kind of uh, test waters for a singles run with him because I think he would just knock it out of the park. I have to see that as well. Uh, DJ saying RK RK Bro asked the fans on Twitter to help them name their finisher. I mean, if they weren't called RK Bro, I would say RK Bro makes sense for their tag team finisher name. But with that in mind, oh, I don't know. I'm bad at naming things. I'm curious to see if you have any thoughts about what they should name that. Um, oh, man, I don't know. Because uh, um, I would assume it has something with Bro in it. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not creative, guys. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I would name that. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure the internet came up with some with many fun possibilities there. But yeah, if they weren't actually called RK Bro, RK Bro would make a lot of sense. That is the extent to which I can I can think to name that. But curious to see what happens again. We had Pat, Pat Mac can be calling the 3D, the 1D. So maybe some some kind of fun like that. Oh, who who, who man saying the Bro KO? Yeah. I just think they maybe they would want something too too similar to the actual team name because that'd be a little weird. Like the RK Bro hits the the Bro KO, like you know it could um, Bro KO another one. Maybe you know we'll we'll unofficially call it the Bro KO there because uh, Human and Steven both saying it's Bro KO. So, so for all intents and purposes, we'll call it the Bro KO. Dangerous in the Air KO. I like that as well. Um, if that's like the new finisher, I think it's cool. I think it, darn, it looks really darn cool. I'll say that much. So can't complain with that one. A very good match. Uh, and again. Can't come up with uh with Archibro winning. With that being said, we are on the, the home stretch here. Just two more matches to kind of run through here. We have uh one one that I didn't like so much, one that I did. So we'll we'll get the bad one out the, not bad, the less enjoyable one out of the way first. It was Drew McIntyre facing Madcap Moss. Now, if you've listened to the, our SmackDown shows, uh, Robert and I have made it no secret. Not a fan of the Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin stuff that we've been seeing for the past several weeks here. The corny jokes and just you know, not good stuff. The happy talk stuff. Uh, they they gave him promo time before before this match last night, and um, boy, we had uh, I think it was Mad Capus cracking jokes, and he said, "What do you call um, a goat in Scotland?" Drew McIntyre's prom date. Ah, it's it's not good, folks. It's not good. And that's just saying Madcap, I don't like. No, no, I I don't like the gimmick. I think I think he deserves it. Uh, Drew McIntyre did did an interview recently. Uh, Riddick Moss has been there for, I think, like eight or nine years at this point. So he deserves like a chance in the line, in the spotlight here. I think he's doing the best he can with really not good, just not good material, not a good gimmick, not good lines. Um, so like on paper, oh, he's facing a former WWE champion and Drew McIntyre. That's great. He loses. Not, not, not inherently a bad thing. It is just not a good gimmick. Like I just think it has, it has a short shelf life. Um, it's hard to see a real kind of like best case scenario with it, but I mean, it's good for him to be on, on the show facing Drew McIntyre. Just 
but the gimmick really just had, really just turns me off in a lot of ways. Steven's saying that it was the best match Masters wrestled on uh, just in WWE period. I mean, the the bar is low as I, as I always say on the Raw show. Um, I know he was doing the the, the Riddick Moss thing with briefly with Mojo Riley in like 2020, um, and they, they we didn't see a lot of matches there. So, you know. With a very small sample size, I would say that, yeah, this is probably the best match they had on TV. Brian's saying it was, it's a terrible gimmick. I, I'm not trying to knock it too much, but yeah, it's 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 a bad gimmick. Uh, Steven, Steven's saying it's a bad gimmick, but he's a good wrestler. Yeah, I thought he looked good in this one. I thought he, he drew out a good match. Uh, Baron Corbin is making the most out of it as well, but Knash is saying he does a great job with whatever he's given. I think, I mean, Corbin, you can knock him. I have before. You can't knock the guy's uh, versatility. He's, he's gone from... You know the constable to the king to the the, the sad sack Corbin to the happy Corbin. He's like he's a jack of all trades and he's he's playing all his characters and I think he's done great with each one, especially the, uh, this evolution as uh, a unlucky Corbin to now happy Corbin. Uh, DJ Lee Madcap has too much talent. Get him away from Corbin. Give him push him to the mid card scene. I mean. It's interesting, like we just really haven't seen him in terms of like again, he was with Mojo Rallies kind of as his like his quote unquote offensive lineman. Um, and he had a brief run as a singles guy there, but uh otherwise here it's hard to like gauge for me, for me at least it's hard to like gauge because we haven't really seen what he can do by himself. But I'm sure I'm sure he'd do great if he did get that chance by himself. I mean, I think he's doing the best he can with this, but again, it's just not good material to begin with, so it's hard to even gauge the talent because like this the, the the material being um uh, trying to be kind of less than ideal uh, as it is not great but yeah he did one 24 7 title so he's, he's he's got that to to um i don't know to, to uh, that, that notch in his ball if you will but um yeah i very much liked a uh, thing that bro corbin was great i really liked the bro corbin stuff now he's happy corbin not liking it as much especially with the combination of corbin and moss here it's not ideal um, and now the, the big thing coming out of this match as well uh, was that, or I guess one thing we were happy here, uh, Steven's saying he's not taking happy Corbin, liking better when he's broke, I would agree. But also, Jason's saying he, he's entertained regardless no matter what character it is. I think there's a lot of merit in that as well. Um, the big thing coming out of the match, though, was, uh, as Drew points out, yes, reportedly, Drew McIntyre had an injury during the match, uh, or at least he's dealing with an injury. So after the match here, um, not too long afterwards, later in the show, Drew is backstage, gives an interview, and he gets attacked viciously by Corbin and Moss. And um, Corbin, this one brutal spot, the, he and Moss wrap this chair around McIntyre's neck. And Corbin just like slams the like part of the, the, the interview set onto it. This like metal, I don't even know, like metal, huge metal bar and just smashes his neck. That's the kind of thing that's like, all right, he's going to be out for a while. And, you know, pretty clear. It's like, okay, he might, without even seeing that report, I was like, okay, like they might be writing him off for a while, which makes sense. He's the kind of guy that's like literally always been on, been on TV for the past like year plus. So um, if it's if it's due to a real injury as well, I would, I would especially say, you know, that it would be uh, pretty clear that uh, he deserves time off to begin with. And then if it's for, for the injury, yeah, that would be a pretty clear sign that he'll be getting written off for some period of time. I pulled up a report about it. They're not quite sure how serious it is right now. He's getting uh, supposedly going to get tested for it. Um, but yeah, reportedly this attack was to write him off, uh, let him recover from an injury. How long How long he'll be out, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to speculate or, or provide information without having any any, any to share. I, I just I don't know. I don't know if he's uh, not just saying one, one report saying he's been dealing with an injury for a while. Um, if that's the case, hopefully he'll be 
he'll heal up. I don't know if he needs surgery. I, I just don't know. I haven't really heard any spe uh, specifics about it, but uh, definitely a, a big blow for SmackDown. Whereas, uh, you know, we've had just in the past, now in the past two days alone, Roman Reigns test positive on Saturday. Drew McIntyre is hurt, and I guess he needed time off. And that that's, you know, that's a big loss for them because I think um, on paper they probably would have leaned more on Drew, especially with Roman being um, out of commission for at least the short-term future. Um, Brian Everett kind of similarly saying that it's unfortunate because Drew was in line for a, a push. I mean, it already was, but I guess maybe maybe push back to the title scene, maybe uh, facing Reigns WrestleMania. I don't know. Yeah, I think that was pre a pretty safe prediction. I, I think I was uh, th thinking roughly similar thoughts in that sense. Um, Steven saying it sounds like WrestleMania. Will we do his return? I'm not sure if you mean WrestleMania itself or maybe like the maybe closer to WrestleMania. I mean, that'd be a big loss for them. He's been their, one of their top stars for quite a while now. So I hope that he comes back um, sooner and later. Uh, as soon as he as soon as he can. Obviously, I don't want to return him to rush back uh, at the risk of worsening that injury, but definitely at a time when WWE is shorthanded as it is, uh, and and or could get more shorthanded than they already are. Um, definitely not a great time for that in terms of I mean, these things happen up time, but never ever blame the town. I'm saying that the situation is it's unfortunate because of everything else that's happening around that as well. So very much hoping the best for Drew McIntyre and that he comes back um, as soon as he can, as soon as he's healthy and able to, and hopefully they'll be able to have uh, a, a good WrestleMania feud and match. He deserves it. Uh, so there you go. But no, if he misses the Rumble, bummer. But hey, he won 2020. I think that's okay. If, he, if he's back in time for you know, maybe March or so in time for WrestleMania, or if not, I mean, that'd be unfortunate, but definitely the, the health always comes first. So uh, fingers crossed for him on that front, but yes. Uh, otherwise, uh, I would assume, I mean, based on what happened, you'd have every reason to assume he'll come back and feud with Happy, with Happy Corbin. I don't really want to see that. Like we've seen them feud before, you know, and now they've already been feuding for a while. So, you know, I'm not thrilled about that. Uh, um, DJ saying maybe, maybe you will come back as a heel. That'd be something. Maybe kind of have him leave and then come back with a whole new, uh, fresh coat of paint. I think there's something said for that. I like that idea as well. But um, yeah, definitely depends on how bad the injury is. And that's pointing out. And we just don't know. Yet again, yet again, another wait and see situation. So with that, last thing we have to talk about here is one of the things that I enjoyed most on the show. It was the Edge. Uh, sorry, Edge facing the Miz. Edge coming out with uh, his brood entrance. Now at first I thought, all right. Um, why <laughs> we saw the edge gave uh miss the, the brood bath on raw with the wedding cool it makes sense he wants to embarrass him fine when he comes out with the, the brood entrance i know he i know he did at SummerSlam. i'm not saying that it's like what's the reason like they have it's not even this like heated bitter blood feud when the rollins one was rollins literally invaded edge's house this one it's like i don't really get it but then they have um the flames and everything and it looks really cool so worst case it looks really cool so <laughs> i can't complain that much like he was he, the man literally walked through fire he looked pretty darn cool brian everett saying that the, the, the entrance was sick uh, it was it was pretty cool though um it was especially cool because he, he came out he had the brood entrance and then he transitioned into his normal entrance and he just let out this like this warrior like cries like scream it was really cool i liked it a lot um, but obviously, the big takeaway, um, uh, we had uh, Maurice with Miz, as she has been for several weeks. John and I have been saying for several weeks now, the ready's on the wall. Beth Phoenix is going to come out here at some point tonight. She did. So Miz, Miz and Edge were having a great match. I liked it a lot. This was just two main event talents doing what they do best. A match is where they're telling the story. Uh, Maurice was helping Miz kind of get in the upper hand. Uh, several fun spots, you know, 
uh, Miz kind of uh, leaped leaped over Edge going for the spear, and you know there's a near fall when that when Miz hit the skull, skull crusher finale. Lots of lots of good stuff. The match got time. I'm looking right now. Twenty minutes. The match went twenty minutes, and it was just fun. It was fun. Like they told a good story. I liked it a lot. And in the end, Maurice, the the, the near fall I just mentioned, Maurice hit Edge. Miz hit the skull crusher finale. Near fall. Maurice tries to distract the ref again. Beth Phoenix comes out with her music. She chases uh, Maurice away. So very, very clearly, uh, this would seemingly, as we, we've been predicting for a while now, set up a mixed tag team match for the Rumble. I mean, yeah, they, they've got to. I, I have to think this, like, that is the very obvious direction forward. And uh, as we say, sometimes the most obvious direction is sometimes it's the best one. So this is cool, right? Edge and, and Beth getting to work together. Miz and Maurice getting to work together um, for the first time in quite a while. That's cool, man. I, I think that's really, really, it'll be a fun story. We've got, I'm looking right now, one, two, three, four weeks before the Rumble. So if they take their time, build up a little bit without getting uh, repetitive, I think it'll be a very fun story. I'm looking forward to it. Um, do you just think, if not the Rumble, Rumble WrestleMania, again, I don't trust WWE to draw it out that much. Like that when they do something like that, they're going to want to kind of like build up and then and strike with Iron's hot and do it with some things, not, not with everything, but like, that's going to be tough to draw, to draw it out. They're already feuding from, I think they're feuding for like at least a month ago, a month ago, heading into this. And then, you know, they've got the Rumble uh, just, just a couple weeks from now. I have to think that's that's going to be what they're going to be doing for uh, the Royal Rumble there. But yeah, a lot, a lot of you are just saying it's great, great to see Edge. Or sorry, great to see Beth last night. Um, yeah, just nice, fun, nostalgia thing there. Um, and it's cool to have her back. I was just, she's been on, on commentary for NXT, so... Cool to see her back. Maybe if they get a new name, it'll be Edge and Beth, the new brood, if you will. Maybe we'll see more, more brood baths, more brood, brood entrances. I think that'd be fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is cool. A very, very fun match. I liked it a lot. I think that the match, the, assuming they, they do, the mixed tag team match will be fun. Um, yeah, but I, I, good match. I'm, I'm, I'm happy Edge won. I said on the Raw show that I think Edge should have won this way. Um, assuming that he and Beth beat Ms. Maurice Rumble, you can have Edge kind of move on to something else for the for WrestleMania season. What that might what that might be, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Stephen Chambers saying, you know, we might see Beth get a title run. It's possible. You know, Becky Becky challenge Beth on Twitter. It really depends um what the I guess what the what the end game is, if it is this match or if there's more to it. Uh, could she be in line for kind of a WrestleMania program? Maybe. I guess that depends. Uh, I think Nesha predicted earlier in the show, maybe we'll see a Bailey return. I mean, what, once we see kind of how many of these moving parts are back, um, you know, back, back in the fold here, uh, that, that's when we'll, we'll be able to kind of get a bit of lay of the land in that sense. So, um, but no, if, if you're asking me directly, Dean is asking if I want to see Becky face uh, Beth. I mean, yeah, I, I think that'd be good. Um, Beth was, I really, I, I was first game getting into wrestling during her run as like the glamazon so that'd be nostalgic for me um so i would like to see that i i think that'd be fun and becky big time bex and doing all that stuff if i look at if i look at raw right now um they have options as i said before we could see um we we, we could see uh live morgan continue to do becky they could circle back to bianca i don't really want to see that they, like at least not right away um they've got some other options ray, ray ripley maybe but otherwise, like, you know, if, if they don't feel confident in those options, I think they could easily kind of go with a, a, a fun kind of nostalgic feud there with Beth and like a, a Legends match like that. So I, I wouldn't be against that at all, especially especially if, if Beth, Beth, sorry, if Becky wins, 
No, I think that's fine. I think that'd be some fun storytelling. Maybe you got some uh, like like a full full circle. They do uh, Edge. Uh, you know, starts doing with Seth again. Obviously, we saw that tie them in again. I think that makes that would make sense at, at you know at the risk of being a little repetitive. No, I, I wouldn't like that at all. Or sorry, I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I think that'd be very fun as well uh, in terms of some some things they could do. But no, I think I think I'd like to see Becky and Beth. Uh, that, that's one thing they could do, depending on if uh, Beth is like sticking around. Other than the pretty safe bet they're going to do that next tag team match again for me, I'll assume with the Royal Rumble. But um, otherwise, here's some thoughts about the Rumble. Uh, is saying Maurice should win. In a way, that'd be fun. The kind of the the, the classic like cowardly heel wins the Rumble. Maybe she's like out out of the match for like the whole you know duration, and then she sneaks back in. They could do that. Maurice is a wrestler. She's a former Divas champion, of course. Not knocking that, but like right now she's. In this manager role, and I think they're they might do this next side team match. So I'm not quite sure if she's uh, in a wrestling role right now. Um, well, she could be. She could be. Um, now, now she's saying maybe we'll see Bailey win and she'll face Becky. That's one match we haven't really seen a lot in the, in the big time match uh, in that sense. So I'd like to see that. If if Bailey's healed up and good to go, I think that'd be a lot of fun as well. Uh, DJ's asking where the Rumble is. It is in St. Louis, hometown of Randy Orton. So in a way, that's why I think that. Um, that we could have Riddle accidentally eliminate Randy in his hometown to kind of uh, be the catalyst for this feud there. And again, things just they, they write themselves. I want to see it. This makes so much sense. I want to see that. I think that makes a lot of sense there. Um, so there you go. More thoughts about the Rumble. Steven saying that the Rumble is probably going to have a lot of surprise entrants. I mean, especially with the, the COVID pandemic, with all the releases, they're going to have to, especially, I think, in, in the women's division, they're going to have to to Leon NXT and some, some Legends entrance as well. And I, th- I think that's also fair for the men's, the men's Rumble as well. So I think, and for me, that's my favorite part, the fun people that they, that whether it's NXT cameos or call-ups or, um, or the surprises, like if it's just a one-off Legends return, it's always fun. You know, you know they're not going to win, but it's fun. Just get, get a fun nostalgia pop. Can't claim with that. Um, so no, definitely looking forward to the rumble day one as kind of like a, a springboard into the, the road, road, road to WrestleMania. Was it controversial? Yes. Uh, am, am I perhaps, you know, not hundred percent on board with, with Brock Lesnar winning the title? Yeah, I, I, I am not hundred percent on board. Um, they, they, they got hit with a bad situation and this, they had to pivot. Um, this is what they did. It's not my job to say it was the right or wrong thing to do. Uh, but I am saying I'm not the biggest fan of it as someone that just really enjoyed with what Biggie was doing. And the, again, just the way it went down again with the, the, the not so distant memory of Kofi and Brock, uh, you know, that, that was what just less than two years ago. So, you know, well, we'll have to wait and see. Here's hoping that it does work out, but you know, we are on the road to WrestleMania, on the road to WrestleMania, on the road to our rumble. So for, for all these reasons, day one, you know, scale of one to 10, I would probably say, Again, even though I had the stuff, the most of the show spoiled for me, yeah, maybe like a six point seven. I think that's that's pretty fair. It was a solid show. Both tag, tag team title matches were great. I thought the match uh, with with Liv and Becky was good. The storyline not so much. Um, Drew and Happy Corbin not so good. Edge and Miz was very very fun. Um, the ma- the main event was was a very good match. That's like that that really hit my inner child. I was like, this is exactly what I used what he used to love when I was watching as a kid. So that was good. Didn't necessarily agree with with the decision though. Um, you know, but like I can't like necessarily knock the whole show for that uh, as a whole. So with that, 
I'll give it. I'll give it a solid six point seven, uh, and I'm hopeful for for even better at the Rumble. And I'm very curious to see what happens next. But some of you commenting as well. Steven saying a seven. Now she's giving a seven point five. So, you know, um, maybe I think in that case maybe roughly average, maybe a little above average, depending on your kind of general uh, your general bar for the pay-per-views or the, the the premium live events now as they're as they're now known but no others enjoying it very much uh did just think a solid 8.5 main event was too short need to be at least 30 minutes i mean yeah i was watching on peacock this, uh this afternoon and i skipped through the entrances and i was like i skipped through the entrances and there was only like i think less than 20 minutes like I, I, let me look right now oh my goodness well, i'm looking at wikipedia if that's correct the main event got eight minutes which is crazy Crazy, a fatal five-way match got eight minutes there. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but DJ saying 8.5, wishing the main event was longer. Herman with an eight as well. Uh, Brian with an eight as well. So, I mean, eight, to me, eight's kind of like roughly above average, not not super great. Um, Jack C saying Brock winning was a good idea. Wish Biggie was not pinned. That's it, right? Even if, you, like, I would agree with, with Brock winning. I think that's like a solid pivot from what, from what they had to given what they had to do with Roman and everything. Craig with an 8 as well. So 8 seems to be our rough average here. Uh, Jack agreeing with 8, 8.5. Brown with an 8 as well. Uh, Brian saying he thought the event delivered. Um, but yeah, the the big just sour note coming out of the show, they didn't have to pin Big E like that. And I think that's going to be um, what, what the show's remembered for, unfortunately. So hopefully they can kind of make the most of it. But yeah. Next thing was a decent show uh, over at a good time. Yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised when I looked at it this morning. Or uh, it was, I think, two hours fifty three minutes. That's a breeze for a WWE show. Two two fifty three. Uh, other than some of the the at the middle of the, the pandemic, they're doing like two and a half hours. Can't complain with that one. Um, two fifty three, pretty easy. Uh, yeah, and uh, Brian uh, Brian saying was on Saturday. Yeah, I like it. Um, Saturday show uh, for me, it's a little weird again. I'm not working, so it's like kind of throws me off my rhythm, but. If, especially if you're like a fan watching, yay, it's on Saturday. You don't have to watch it on Sunday night and get up early on Monday. Cool. It's good. I think there's definitely uh, plenty of good things to be had there. Um, Blaine saying it was a solid show. Feel for Biggie, though. Again, that's definitely the big takeaway. Love Biggie. Great champion. Great performer. Seemingly, seemingly a great guy. Um, boy, just definitely feel for him. I hope that he gets a good um, silver lining or consolation prize coming out of this, but Definitely full form there. Nesha, for, for Chris and to, to wrap up here, saying that uh, you know Brock could have been pulled as well, that we didn't need him. Again, they decided to pivot in this way. So I have to kind of like roll with that. Like, okay, that's what they decided to do. And here we are. I think that's, I think that's fair, though. If, if Roman couldn't go, he didn't have to have Brock at all. You could have just said, okay, this scheduled match won't be happening. And that's it. You didn't have to necessarily put Brock into another match. But... That's what they did. We're going to see what happens. John and I will be here uh, on Monday night tomorrow to talk all about it. And otherwise, we'll be uh, uh, John and I will be here on, on Tuesday to talk about NXT. And beyond that, we've got a great stream of interviews, interviews constantly coming at you guys. Uh, someone just asked me who my favorite wrestler of all time is. William, William Anderson with that question as we wrap up here. My favorite wrestler of all time is Zack Ryder, also known as Matt Cardona. Now, that may sound weird to you, but yes, I, I loved him when I was a kid, and he's doing great things now. I've had the absolute pleasure and privilege of interviewing Matt Cardona twice now in, throughout the fall here. I interviewed him earlier in December to talk about um, Impact GCW. The man is doing so many things, talked all about it. A little sneak peek went up a couple weeks ago for a GCW show, but the full interview will be going up to, uh, tomorrow. It's currently the plan. We're going up tomorrow. Make sure to check that out. 
Uh, if you're, I mean, he's just doing so much. If you're a fan of Impact or GCW or NWA, and he talks about his, his general career here. And yes, um, he's probably not, not listening to this, but uh, yes, Macona, if you're listening, congratulations because he got married on Saturday to Chelsea Green. They finally got married. That got postponed due to the pandemic. So yes, to, to answer the question and to, and to bug my own stuff, my favorite wrestler is Macadona. I think he's doing so such great work right now. It's amazing to see. And uh, I, I was very, very happy to have the opportunity to, to interview him. And so that'll be going up tomorrow. Make sure to check that out. And otherwise, all that stuff and more is available on, on all of our platforms. As I said earlier, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that good stuff. You know what it is. You just subscribe, leave a like. We appreciate you so much. I appreciate you all for, for listening to me ramble and rant on about this show and, and chiming in your thoughts, making it more fun to do so. Because trust me, I saw Brock or I heard about Brock winning. I was a little upset, but getting to talk about it with you all makes it makes it you know it's it's an, it's an, it's an easier pill to swallow. So I appreciate you all. You know, I would I wouldn't be doing the show if not for you all. So I appreciate you, appreciate you so much. Seriously, seriously, to be to be genuine, I appreciate your support to you for listening, for tuning in day, week after week. It means the world to me. So I thank you so much. And remember, you know, the world is a terrifying place right now. You know, uh, and yes, DJ's saying it's time to go back to football. I purposely did the show at seven o'clock uh, Eastern time so that we wrap up roughly in time for uh, for Sunday night football. So that being said, go and enjoy football. And otherwise, yes, the world's terrifying, uh, and we try to escape it through wrestling. But unfortunately, uh, sometimes uh, the pandemic and everything kind of uh, rears its, rears its ugly head here uh, in, the, in the wrestling world, and that sucks. You want you want wrestling to be an escape, but you know we just we just roll on as, as we can. And regardless of what happens, no matter what happens with it. We try to do one thing above all others, and as Brian never Brian never beat me to the punch. And yes, that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.